Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Well, according to popular polls, most people have already given up on their New Year's resolutions. Hopefully, that's not you. But if it is, jump back on that wagon, saddle up that horse, or not if you prefer to ride bareback, step back up to the plate, go hunt down that ostrich and pluck as many feathers as you can off that living velociraptor, or if you can't find an ostrich, settle for a good size emu. But I digress. Happy New Year. Today's story was written by G.S. Muse. G.S. Muse is a lab technician with two biotech degrees. In addition to writing science fiction, he also writes articles on science, apologetics, and economics. He is the author of Dark Swim, Whisper, and The Caves of Mars. All three are available on his Amazon page. His main website is greenslug.com. Slug being spelled with two G's, very important. He can also be found at medium.com slash at green slug, once again with two G's, and youtube.com slash green slug. You guessed it, with two G's. Check the show notes for all the direct links. This story was originally published through the online ministry for The New Christian Intellectual on medium.com where you can also find some of the author's personal reflections on the story. So now, without further ado, the Untold Podcast is proud to present The Parable of the Pit by G.S. Muse. walking deep in a forest one day when he hears a voice cry out, Help me! Is anyone there? The man steps off the path and walks deeper into the forest. I hear you. Where are you? Down here! The voice replies. The man sees no one, but follows the voice until he nearly trips at the mouth of an open pit, barely visible from the uneven terrain and forest debris. Can you help me? The man sitting in the pit asks, I've been stuck down here for a really long time, and no one has come by. How did you fall in? The man in the pit answered, I was walking in the woods, and I just fell in. I couldn't see the pit until it was too late. Do you want me to go get help? The first man asked, I've been here for so long. This pit has been a great hardship. Will you stay and talk with me for a little while first, and then go get help? The first man agreed. The two stayed and talked for hours as the man in the pit explained the fear and sadness that the pit had caused him. Seeing that the sun was getting low in the sky and suddenly recalling the contents of his backpack, the man outside the pit said, I think I have a rope in my bag. Let me check. Sure enough, he found a thick tan rope, which was perfect for supporting the weight of a man. He tied it to the trunk of a tree and threw the other end of the rope into the pit with a few feet of length to spare. 
The man in the pit looked at the rope, but did not stand. Somewhat bewildered, the man outside the pit said, You can climb out now. I tied the other end of the rope to a strong oak tree, and they will support your weight as you lift yourself to safety. I'm not ready yet, the man in the pit replied. Can we talk for just a bit longer before I try to climb out? The first man agreed. The two continued talking for several more hours as the sun grew lower in the sky. Eventually, the man outside the pit said, You should probably climb out now. The sun is going down and it will be night soon. I'm afraid that I might not be strong enough to use the rope. Do you possibly have anything else I could use? The man outside the pit remembered a small cabin about a mile back that had long been abandoned. He went to the cabin and found a ladder. It was old and dusty, but still in good shape, and still strong enough to easily hold the weight of a man. He returned to the pit and lowered the ladder in. The man in the pit continued sitting where he was, and upon seeing the ladder, frowned. He lowered his eyes, not rising, and instead stared at the dirt floor of the pit. What's wrong? asked the first man after a long moment's pause. Are you injured? Why aren't you climbing out of the pit? Have you no compassion for me? complained the man in the pit. The man outside the pit was stunned. I don't understand what you mean. Have I said something that offended you? You're wanting to just give me this ladder and yet have no pity for me. Don't you realize I am stuck here in this pit? The first man thought for a moment and realized that the man in the pit was in distress and wasn't thinking clearly. He asked the man in the pit what he could do and the man in the pit answered that he wanted to talk for a bit and then decide what they would do afterward. The man outside the pit reluctantly agreed, and the two spoke for a while as the outline of the sun began to lower behind the mountains. I really don't want to offend you, said the man outside the pit, but you should probably try to use the rope or the ladder now. It's going to be dark soon, and you might fall into another pit if you don't climb out soon. How dare you look down on me from way up there? You should have compassion for my feelings, said the man in the pit. I know it's hard, but if you at least try, you might be able to climb out of the pit. Then you won't feel so much despair. And you think that ropes and ladders will solve all of my life's problems? They might not solve all of your life's problems, but they may at least solve this one. And at least you would no longer have the despair of being in a pit. (laughs) So you think it's my fault that I fell into this pit. I bet you've never been trapped in a pit. How dare you judge me? The sun was halfway gone by this point. The first man thought for a long moment, trying to understand the situation and the other man's perspective, considering what he should do. Do you want to stay in the pit? The first man finally asked, confused. The second man responded, Lean down, grab my hand, and pull me out. I can't do that, replied the first man. 
Then we could both be trapped in the pit, and I might be too injured from the fall to climb out. Besides, I am not strong enough to carry the weight of another man. He then added, I think I saw a shovel in the cabin. Perhaps you could dig a stairway and climb out? Would you like me to get it for you? The man in the pit responded in a sullen tone, Sure. The last of the sun was barely visible above the mountains by this point, and once the man returned with the shovel, it was completely dark. He had to step carefully and slowly, lest he fall into the pit himself. Where are you? He called out. Over here, the other man's voice replied. The man reached the edge of the pit, a sliver of moonlight shining behind a cloud. I have the shovel, but I can barely see you. I am going to drop it here at the edge of the pit so that it does not hit you. The man in the pit said nothing. The first man dropped the shovel into the pit and heard the blade stick into the dirt floor underneath. The man in the pit didn't make a sound and didn't seem to move. Do you see the shovel? Can you dig your way out? There was a long pause. Are you okay? The man outside the pit finally asked. Stop trying to force me to do things your way, the man in the pit finally replied. I've tried everything and fought really hard to get out of this pit, and here you come along with ropes and ladders and a shovel, thinking you're better than me and acting like I am doing it wrong. The first man took a deep sigh and said, I know your situation is difficult on a number of levels, but I've given you the rope, the ladder, and the shovel to try and climb out. Are you going to stand up and take one of these things and at least attempt to take this opportunity to free yourself? How dare you judge me? You're no better than me. If you were the one trapped in this pit, you would know what it's like, and you would want someone to feel compassion for you. You would want them to feel bad for you and talk with you. The man outside the pit said nothing at first. He looked around at the dark trees and up at the thin sliver of light from the moon, realizing that there was little else he could do for the man, and that he would already be in danger trying to travel home in the dark. I am going to go the first man said, you have your rope and your ladder and your shovel. If you choose not to use them, then you will be trapped in the pit. Perhaps someone else will come along and carry you out, but I've given you the tools and you need to at least attempt to climb to freedom. With that, the first man began to walk away. Cries came from the pit. The voice soon faded as the sound was muffled by the uneven ground and the forest all around. The man continued, carefully walking through the dark, until his foot nearly slipped into a hole and he managed to pull himself back. Tripping over a tree root, he fell backward onto the ground. Groaning as he rose back to his feet, he brushed the dirt and leaves off of his clothes. Is someone there? A voice cried out. He realized that there was a pit in front of him and wondered if he had been walking in circles. 
But then he noticed that this was not the voice of the man from before. This voice was somewhat older and deeper. I'm here, the first man replied. Oh, thank God, the voice replied. I fell into this pit and I've been unable to get out on my own. I wish I could help, said the first man, but I left my rope some ways back in the woods and I am afraid I won't be able to find it again in the dark. I have a rope, the deeper voice said. If I toss it up to you, would you be willing to tie one end around a tree so I can pull myself out? The first man was skeptical of whether he should try to help another person, especially since it was dark and he was already having trouble finding his way back. But he agreed. He took the rope and tied it around a tree. It was not as strong as the oak beside the other pit, but it would do. He called out, I've tied the rope. You can climb out now. The rope became taut as the older man in the pit climbed his way out and stepped onto the ground above the pit. Thank you, he said. I've been trapped in that pit all day trying to find a way out. Had it been any longer, I'm not sure what I was going to do. The first man was relieved, realizing that his efforts to help this other person had not been in vain. If there's anything I can do as a small thank you for freeing me from that pit, don't hesitate to ask. The first man nodded, not that the other man could see him in the dark. Sadly, we both might be in a conundrum. You might be free from the pit, but we are both stuck in these woods. I am not sure how to get out of them from here in the dark, and I have no light. I have a light, the other man said. He shuffled around in his bag and pulled something out. It was a piece of wood covered in moss and four different kinds of glowing mushrooms, each with their own color. The wood gave enough light to reveal much of the forest around them as well as the man's features. He was some years older than the first man and very strong with a boldness on his face and a drive in his eyes. The two walked through the forest until they heard another voice cry out from a pit. It was another man who had fallen with no one to help him out. They used the same rope that the older man had used to climb free and tied it to a tree, allowing this third man to free himself. The third man thanked the two travelers and together they continued, freeing dozens more as they made their way back to the town where the first man lived. Some were in a more desperate state than others before the men freed them from the pit, but each was grateful to their liberators. Upon arriving back at the town, the new traveling companions parted ways, each continuing toward his home or destination. Finally, just the two men stood together outside the first man's house. The older man, turning to the first, said, Thank you once again for saving my life. You've helped so many people today. Many of them may not have made it without you. No smile came across the first man's face but he realized that had he stayed with the man who would not free himself, he might have been trapped in the forest and possibly fallen into one of the pits in the dark himself. <sighs> Just glad I could help.
was our story. I hope it bugged you. For the new year, I think this story is a good reminder of the tension we see in Scripture. On the one hand, Proverbs 26.5 says, Answer a fool according to his foolishness, or he'll become wise in his own eyes. That's some pretty sound advice in this social media age. But then again, one verse earlier in Proverbs 26.4, it says, Don't answer a fool according to his foolishness, or you'll be like him yourself. Dealing with fools can be rather complicated. It takes wisdom and discernment on when to engage and when to disengage. I hope you journey into 2020 with wisdom so you can focus your time serving those who want to be helped. Before we go, remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Please remember to like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. Support us on Patreon and tell your friends. The Untold Podcast has been funded by Jason Brannon, Jen Finelli, Fred Heimbaugh, Clayton Webb, Parker J. Cole, Lauren Van Arendonk Ba, Amy Winters Voss, Mike and Andra Williams, Spirit Blade Productions, The Retro Rewind Podcast, Rudy Diaz, Jackie Hanna, Deborah Dunson, Amanda St. John, G.S. Muse, and Nathan and Casey Butler. Next time, The Untold Podcast turns 100. We'll see you back then. Leading us out today is the song Devil's Got No Hold by Harbor and Home. You can find them online at harborandhomemusic.com. For those who are curious, I don't make New Year's resolutions. Not for spiritual reasons, diet, or exercise. And because of that, I'm Nathan James Norman reminding you... I am not strong enough to carry the weight of another man. Hear that voice getting louder It keeps my back to the wall Fear starts taking me over I can't help but fall to my knees oh, Can't you see He won't let me be ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Tears me down till I'm begging for rest Heart so loud as it beats in my chest Can't get down, no he can't have the best of me But the road gets harder And I get led away You see Can't you see He won't let me be It tears me down Till begging for it
Stay.